Getting split getting ready. Split getting ready. split ready. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. She's not dead. <laughs> We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show? Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. Welcome to Getting Split Ready with Douglas Katz and Mariah Carey Pleasant. Our next segment is brought to you by One Cut Organizing, Inc. Decluttering and organizing your home can lead to true transformation and bring about never-before-experienced clarity in life goals, passion, and purpose. And One Cut Organizing can help you. OneCutOrg at gmail.com, also on Facebook, or 734-358-9985. We're going to jump into the next segment, and this is where divorce meets real estate. Uh, Our next subject matter expert, Jill Daniels, uh, an experienced attorney, mediator, and advocate, and really interesting practice, uh, and we've done some stuff together, where you do a lot of real estate transactions, as well as collaborative divorce and mediation. Uh, You earned your law law degree from Loyola University, Chicago, and undergraduate from Illinois Benedictine. You're a frequent speaker and regularly present to realtors, prospective home buyers, and financial planners. And want to, again, just jump right in. What are the big mistakes people make with divorce and real estate? I know I'm on the lending side, but there's times when I go talk to a lawyer because if you screw it up, it's going to be bad. <laughs> so I think there that could should be, be on your business card. If you screw it up, screw it's going it to be bad. Gonna, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if bad's the right word. So, um... I think that there's a lot of planning that needs to go into it. So if we like, I know Doug, we've worked a lot on them and like talked a lot about the pre-divorce lending, yep. which I think is so, so, so key to be before you are divorced, before you even file to have that conversation about what are you going to do with your house? And so I think that I don't know. I find from where I am that that's really typically people's biggest asset is their home and it's also their biggest worry. So like if you can see where are you going to live and if we can each figure out, you know, if each party can figure out their home situation, sometimes all the other pieces maybe fall into place. You know, if you each have a place to live and you can see where you're going to go, maybe, you know, where the, how the, the children's schedules work and everything else kind of falls into place because the statute takes care of a lot of the other things and that just falls into place. So if you can plan that out and when you come into the financing aspect of it, that's where you can like somebody like you can be really helpful, Doug, to plan that out and say, okay, we're going to refinance this house so that you can purchase this house. And especially if both spouses are working, it can really, you know, you can purchase a house and say, you know what, you're going to waive your homestead rights. And a lot of times people don't realize you can purchase a house married and not even have your other spouse sign off on that mortgage because you're purchasing it as a married person, but not having that spouse live in the house. And then, you know, so you can plan that out. So there's also, I'm kind of like rambling, but I know there's so many places you can go with this. So I don't even know where to go. But um, in doing that, you can clean things up ahead of time. So you can have, you know, you can do a cash out refi when you refinance that house to, you know, let's say you have $100,000 in equity. So you could take $50,000 out of your marital home. So that's been divided, put that 50,000 into purchasing a home. So you've already cleaned that up. So by the time you go to go get your divorce done, you've already had your house cleaned up. And so there's maybe less to go into dividing up. I would rather always see from 
the, have the house done prior to having them sell a house after the divorce. Because I, from, and then from the real estate standpoint, if I'm doing the real estate and representing the couple when they're divorced, I would rather have title, when I get a marital settlement agreement and I see that they're divorced and I'm looking at to clear title and it just says they'll agree on how the proceeds are gonna be split. If we don't have an agreement, let's say they've been divorced five years, I mean, maybe they're not in a good relationship. Maybe there's a power play. That attorney hasn't done a really good job. They both have to sign off on the deed. Um, there's a lot of things that go into play. So I, as the real estate attorney, have to be, I'm put in a really prickly situation because if they don't have an agreement, especially if that, um, you know, one of the people has to go purchase and needs the proceeds from the house and they don't, I mean, they're just going to agree on how they're going to be split. Well, they might not agree. I mean, let's not even go might. They're probably not going to agree. You know, the title company's got to hold the money or they, and I have to have them both sign the deed. So let's just start with that. Okay, so both husband and wife, let's say, need to sign the deed. Well, what if I can't get one of them to sign off on the deed? We can't sell the house. And we're going to go back to the realtor, which they think only maybe one of them owns the house, and they don't both sign the listing agreement. Right. Or then we have to negotiate credits through this, and I have two parties I'm negotiating with that are very, you know, not getting along and maybe agreeing that, they have a radon that they have to mitigate. So it's much better to have a really clean agreement. And if you don't, can't sell the house prior to the divorce being finalized, it's much better than to have it very clear cut and then have that done as an exhibit and not filed with the court. So if you have it very clear as an exhibit, you know, I am always happy to provide, you know, like what are all of these things? Because I think a lot of times if you don't do real estate, you might not even really realize what maybe all those costs are, even how to calculate like a net sheet and what all of that might be, or even for example, how to prorate taxes, or even if your escrow is gonna come back, who does that check come back to from the mortgage company? Because you're having it, it might be, it could be $10,000 that's coming back, and who is it gonna come to? How is that check gonna be divided? Let's say one of the spouse, somebody didn't live in the house for 18 months, they were paying the mortgage, there's so much to break down, and it, oftentimes I see it's not done very thorough. It's glossed over. One of the most common questions that we get um, is in the marital settlement agreement, it's that one person is going to refinance the house within XYZ amount of time. And even if there's a lot of thought given to that XYZ amount of time, sometimes the spouse that's supposed to refinance doesn't do it. Is there a way to make that more enforceable other than going back to court in their planning and in their you know talks with their lawyers? Because that's one of the most common questions that we get is my husband said he was going to refinance or my wife said she was refinance within six months and then they either can't which is when they need to talk to Doug in the first place or they won't how does that get done better I guess would be the question that people are asking well I'm gonna say that's not really a durable agreement and that to me why is you don't know rates you could lose your job I mean it's you know there you refuse to do it I mean there could be so a multitude of reasons why you're not refinancing in that six months um and to me, that is not something I would say, we're not going to finalize the divorce until that's done. So why would you put your client at risk to do that? Is where I, my position I would take is when the house is refinanced, then you finalize your divorce. The question I get a lot, obviously I'm on the real estate side too, is ownership. 
people just don't really understand ownership, quick claims and things like that and their claim to the home. Any advice you can give the listeners and people listening to the replay about what to do about ownership, when they should feel comfortable giving it up? Because that's a big question I get is, when should I be okay signing the quick claim and still know that I've claimed to the equity but not necessarily be on the whatever future mortgage there is? So, I mean, so like we'll kind of back it up to show ownership. So if you have somebody, like I bought a house, or let's say I bought a house prior to being married. While I was married, my husband moved into the house, we got divorced, and then I went to go sell the house after he was divorced. So my marital status always goes on the deed at transfer. So I bought it single, sold it single, but I owned it while I was married and then divorced. So my marital status would be the same, but at, during that time, it, I was divorced. So I would need a quick claim deed or my ex-husband would need to sign away his homestead rights on there. So I would need to have the quick claim deed would be both me and my husband or my ex-husband needing to say, you know, Jill and Peter Daniels, you know, we're not getting divorced, Peter. So don't worry if you're listening, but um, <laughs> just throwing it out there. So It'd Jill, a great show though. Yeah. I mean, we could spice it up a little. By I mean, the I way. I get a lot of viewership if I announced it here. Right. Um, so Jill and Peter Daniels, you know, um, you know, quick claim it over to Jill Daniels. Okay. So that would be him both of us agreeing that he's giving his rights to me. Okay, that would be after he moved out of the home. Okay, so that would be, we clear up title, so there would be no issues coming forward. If we didn't put marital status as, you know, Jill Daniels, divorced from Peter Daniels, Peter Daniels, not since remarried, and the same for Peter, on there, then that would clear up title so that we would have no issues when I went to go sell. So title was then vested back to my name. Okay, so then we would be clear. So let's say that, you know, we were married, but separated. Okay, you have an issue of ownership that's different than equity issue because the equity is decided in the marital settlement agreement. The same thing would apply because you would be waiving homestead if he wasn't living in the home. So we would still say Jill Daniels married to Peter Daniels and Peter Daniels married to Jill Daniels or married to each other, however you would want to describe that. Um, you know, you know, quick claims it over to Jill Daniels, a married woman. But that, but if he's living in the home still, we would need, to, we couldn't do that quick claim deed because you have homestead rights. Because in Illinois, if it's a marital home and you're living in the home, the spouse has homestead rights. So I think those are two different questions. One thing I'm hearing is don't try and do it yourself. And I mean, with all of this stuff, I think people think, and we actually, when the Q&A part, we'll talk a little bit about this, but people think, hey, I can just do a ton of research online and figure this out, and no. You can do a ton of research online and you probably still won't figure it out. Right, Well, here's what I'm gonna tell you. I have a a deed now, and we're closing like in three weeks, and he did the deed himself to save some money, and he didn't put marital status down. They were both single at the time, but I'm like, she needs to sign the deed. He goes, well, it's been 10 years. And I'm like, well, you didn't have marital, he was like, I don't understand. I'm like, well, you didn't have marital status down, and we need to know this, or we've got to do like an affidavit to show everything from both of you. So if you're both doing affidavits, why don't we just have a new quick claim deed done and move on? Like that would be much e- easier than a whole affidavit sure. going on. So. Well, I know even ownership can, can impact uh, things like the, the capital gains and, and stuff like that. If you give up ownership, it can impact that. So Correct. 
So I know that for a lot of people going through this, cost is a big consideration. Is this something that they can consult with you for like a flat fee or is it like a um, more of a known cost? Are they engaging get a third attorney if they're using you as the real estate attorney versus having to divorce her? How does that usually so like, work? But a real estate attorney is a flat fee. Mm -hmm. So I'm a flat fee for the real estate attorney. So it really is, most people have their divorce attorneys and then they have a separate real estate attorney. So it's a flat fee for the whole transaction. Okay. And so it really just is, you know, they call me all the time that they, you know, it's just, it's like a high volume type of practice to do that. And it's really, I'm very clear with setting the rules and it's not really a negotiation type of situation. And I really, this is how it goes. And I really don't want to banter individually with people. It's like, we're making a joint decision. Like, you know, this is how it's going forward. And, um, you know, you have to really, if you have radon and your home tests high for radon, this is pretty much, you have You're to big on radon. I've heard radon three times radon. It's a it's, big deal. It's a, it's a big, big deal, deal right now. I'm hearing about home. it all the time. Or if you have like, you know, an issue and you got some electrical issues, like we're not, like because the, the issue is the closing cost credits and like you have like home inspection issues. You know, somebody doesn't want to give here. Someone doesn't want to give here. And, you know, I've been at closings where, like, you know, they're like at the last minute, somebody's like, I, there's walkthrough issues. Well, then you know what? Okay, then you're not getting the money because if there's not an agreement, then the, I really don't care. We have to close because you're in breach of contract. And it's just going to sit at the title company. Right. You know, I mean, it's kind of like we're not we're not screwing around. Thanks. And if you are thinking about divorce, please visit splitready.com and take our free assessment. You can come through your divorce with your finances, your integrity, and your sanity intact. Be informed, ask questions, and be split ready.